Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Millennial Motherhood Podcast. I am your host, Nikki Charles, and this is a weekly podcast that will not only discuss the highs and lows of being a mom, but everything else that comes with the job. The mom life can be a struggle sometimes, and we all just need that mom friend next door to sort it all out with. So grab a drink and a snack, and let's chat about all things motherhood. Millennial Motherhood, that is. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Millennial Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Charles, and I am here with a special guest. She is from Black Girl Manifest. Um, Black Girl Manifest was founded in 2018 by Brittany Davis. Black Girl Manifest first started out because she needed a team name for a business she was working with, and even though the business didn't work out, the name stuck. It transformed into a blog where she would release her own thoughts and movements navigating as a 30-something, 30-something year old, excuse me. She soon released that uh, Black Girl Manifest was much, realized that Black Girl Manifest was much bigger and needed a bigger purpose. So on in December of 2019, knowing that voices of Black women often go unheard, Brittany decided to change the trajectory of Black Girl Manifest to highlight important stories for Black women. She wanted to create a platform where Black women could be themselves and have someone listen and get a sense of self-therapy. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Miss Brittany Davis. Hi. <laughs> welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. Trying to, you know, keep it keep it afloat. Around, um, <laughs> and I don't even know. You know what? I may have to bleep that out. So <laughs> but you know everybody know what's going on. Don't want to get demonetized around here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your kids, about your family, and one fun fact about you. Okay. Um, I am a 30-something. I'm 33. I'm a mother of three. I have a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a three-year-old. And I know y'all probably looking at me crazy, 13 and three. What was you thinking? But <laughs> things happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had my, ch- my early two children when I was really young, um, and they have just really transformed me into the person that I am today. I am married. Um, I've been married almost two years now. Woo-hoo, congratulations. Welcome to the married life. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. It's, it's an amazing journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm originally, I, well, I can't really say I'm originally from anywhere. I'm a Navy brat. Oh, okay. Um, so one of the, the place I stayed at the longest was Memphis, Tennessee. I'm from there. Okay. And I have recently just moved to Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, nice. All right, and what's a fun fact about you? One fun fact is I was born in Guam. Ooh, that (laughs) is interesting. I've never met anybody who was born in Guam before. Yes. Very interesting. Okay. (laughs) All right, so we are going to jump into what I like to call full disclosure, and it's a time where we can tell, where we would tell kind of maybe an embarrassing story or just a story that would like, it can break the ice, basically. So um, tell us, give, let's go ahead and give us your, well, I can go first and maybe you can get a gist of what. what okay, you go first. Okay. Okay. So full disclosure, um, I, one day, I think my daughter was about eight months old or six months old. I, I was, I was, she was like in her swing and I was trying my best to like get 
like dinner cooked and stuff clean, but also get her down for a nap. And she was just not cooperating. So I put her in her swing and her swing was in our bedroom and we have a small apartment so I can like literally see the bedroom from the kitchen. But I ran to the kitchen to get something or to do something. And so I go back and then I see her and she's in the swing. I'm like, okay, she's doing fine. So I go back to the kitchen and then all of a sudden, like, I just feel like time, enough time had passed. So I went back to check again, maybe like five minutes max. And so I don't see my child. So I immediately think, and this is so silly. And this is, this is a testament to where, what kind of mindset postpartum depression will put you in. Because I literally thought that the rapture had happened and my my daughter was gone. Like I just thought that she was just like gone. So I'm like, I don't see her in the swing. And I, I don't know why I didn't just walk around the bed initially, but I'm just standing at the door and I'm like, I don't see her. Okay what's going on? Are other people here? Am I tripping? Like my brain was so messed up. So I'm like, okay, Dominic, walk around the bed. And there I see my child (laughs) on the floor, not crying and just playing on the floor. And I'm thinking like, how does she get out of this swing? How does she like scoot down? How does she fall? So I realized I had not strapped her in. Oh my goodness. And she had learned to scoot and I didn't know it. The only reason why I knew she learned how to scoot is because another, I write uh, like a few days after that, I see her scooting, like trying to scoot out of it again. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like you really know. And it was just, it was just such a true testament to like when you're a new mom and like you've never, ever, ever, ever done this before, you have, you're not thinking about all these little things. You're not thinking about a six month old being able to like scoot out of a swing. Thankfully, she was like, barely she was like very very close to the floor so she wasn't harmed or anything but I was just like oh my gosh like my mind was completely blown so I guess there's my full disclosure I thought that my baby disappeared in the rapture <laughs> she was six <laughs> months old <laughs> oh man oh no so go ahead um okay I'll, I'll tell a story about one time when my my mom my mother instincts kicked in mm-hmm. so we lived like in this older house. It was born like maybe like in the sixties and it's pr- probably honestly was probably a little bit older than that. Um, and it was a big house and it had two stories and my middle child. Now he was my youngest then of course, a middle child had decided that he was back, maybe about 18 months old. He decided he wanted to walk up the flight of stairs to my mother's room, basically the attic. And I was looking all around the house for where he was and I couldn't find him. And something just told me, you know, to check upstairs. And as I opened the door, I heard his voice. And so of course, like I've, I walked up these stairs a million times. I'm not, you know, I just turned the light on to go, you know, I, I didn't turn the light on. So I just wanted to grab him really quick and just come back down. So I grabbed him. I come back down the stairs. I missed the stair hang on to my baby tight and we fall down like 20 stairs. Oh my gosh. He never got hurt. He never got injured, but I ended up with uh, a fractured ankle. And to this day, like I've fractured the, the same ankle like three times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it hasn't been the same since. Oh no. But you know what? You protected your baby though. That was, that's, that's all I do. That's important. <laughs> and that's all that matters. I will uh, take a million Fracture ankles just to make sure that they are safe. That this oh all that matters. <laughs> no, the, I'm telling you, kids, they really, really, I, I mean, I only, I'm the oldest of four girls and I did help my mom raise my sisters, but like, mm-hmm. I don't remember 
you know, I was a kid too. So I don't remember everything. So when you think about all the things that these kids can get into, like how, you're, you said he was 18 months old. Yes. That's cr- like, that's crazy. Yes. You can't, you, as much as you think that you can be around all the time, you cannot literally be around every single time your child does something. You'll no. never get anything accomplished. I remember the very first time my daughter fell out of the bed. I didn't even know that she could roll. That's, oh. and, and like, and it was, and we have, I mean, this one, the, it really scared me because we have such a, a large king size bed. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm standing in the room and then all I just hear, um, and my, I turn my back to her to get like something off her crib at the time when we were co-sleeping and I was just like, like how, like when, when did you start to roll? Like when did this happen? Like, how did you get here? Oh man. It's such a, it's such a, it makes you feel so bad. Cause they're crying for like, you know, maybe 30 seconds, but then that 30 seconds just tears you up. It's like, Oh my God, I'm such a terrible mom. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then like five minutes now, like five minutes later, my daughter doesn't even remember running into the wall. Like she right. <laughs> all these things. <laughs> I remember at all. All right. So before we jump into the episode, we're going to pause right here for some ads and then we will come back and get into talking about some patients and how kids test our patients. All right, guys, welcome back to the episode. Um, we are talking today about patients and how, well, specifically for me, how my budding two year old is. <laughs> testing my patients she's adorable by the way thank you very much but she is when i say busy <laughs> she is busy and i feel and i feel bad because we are we're born four days apart so we're both tauruses we're Whoa. both we're just alike so i'm like did i do this to my mother did, like, <laughs> like, I'm so sorry like i called her the other day i'm like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like i, I like i i just can't I can't imagine. And my mom had four girls. I can't imagine. So basically I thought about this because, you know, due to things that are going on in the world right now, a lot of us are working from home. All of our kids are home from school and we are spending a lot more time with our kids Mm -hmm. and a lot more time for, especially for like working moms. Um, But we're spending a lot more time with them. We're not just weekend parents anymore as I, like to play and call myself a weekend parent. Right. Um, and I realized that I don't have the patience that I thought I had for my toddler. And I'm really scared because every time I talk to another parent, they're like, oh, wait till you get to three. Two is nothing. <laughs> wait till you get to three. And then somebody's like, oh, wait till you get to four. And oh, when they turn five, they're going to just be like a grown. I'm like, when does it stop? It doesn't stop. Um... I have, like I said, I have a 13 year old and mm-hmm. her and I, um, I know people say you shouldn't be friends with your kids, but mm-hmm. I consider like my daughter, like one of my best friends, mm-hmm. but you know, I can separate the, the friendship from the mother part. Yeah. Um, but she like, she tests my patience. She yeah. really does. It's like, I am like you said, having to call your mom and say, you know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I really, like, just the thought of, of me having to, just the thought of having to experience this, because my, my, me and my siblings are pretty close in age. Mm-hmm. Um, so just the thought of having to experience four, four of my, do- like, of my daughter 
and but like in you know two years of in, you know two year increments or whatever or two years apart from each other like I just I don't I don't know how I could do it and I was really starting to feel bad because I was like okay I need to really hone in on like how I'm choosing to one raise her to discipline her because the discipline I realized I started I've had to discipline her more maybe in the past starting in the past five months mm-hmm. like as soon as she turned one and a half it was like dude attitude the nose, the whys, the demanding, like stomping of the feet and the crossing of the arms and like the rolling of the eyes. And like, and I'm just like, who, who is this? Who is this child? Who is this person? And I just need to know, am I going crazy? No, you're not. Um, I will say that, you know, she's finding out her personality and she's testing like the limits that she can uh, she's testing your limits to see what she can do and what she cannot do. So one thing like I really like that you do with your daughter and I, I if I decide to have another one, this is what I want to implement. Mm-hmm. Um, my patience is not as good either, but I was listening to your last episode and you were saying that you don't say the word no. You like mm-hmm. you find another word to say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That is something that I wish that I have done because it just seems like if I say no, then the it's like, let me push the gas and see what else mama's going to say no yeah. to. Yeah. It's you like, know. oh, you don't want me to do this? Watch me do it twice. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, and I noticed that, like, she will, she will, she will do some, she will, what did she do the other day? Oh, I remember, I, I don't know if she was about to pick up something she wasn't supposed to, something. Who? Oh, it was biting the tips of the crayons. I have no idea why my child insists on biting the tips off of all these crayons. So she'll, she'll like slide it to her mouth and like grin on the side and look at me from the side of her eye. And I'm, and I just say, no, thank you. Or like, um, you know, we don't eat, you know, all this little positive parenting crap I'm trying to, (laughs) trying to follow. And she's just looking at, and she looks at me and she takes the crayon and she just bites it. And I'm just like, like, I don't like I don't understand like I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to do and I really so what I did was I followed Miley Teal on Instagram <laughs> and she is always talking she's like awesome 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 and um she was talking about uh two books that she that she reads for discipline and the first book was the happiest toddler on the block so i got that and i've been listening to that i've been trying to i don't really have a good review of it right now i'm going to give a full one later but i've been trying to follow it but one of the things that stuck out to me that he talked about and i want to get your input on this too Brittany, is how toddlers at this age between the age i think that he said one and four or one and five that they are not rational thinkers like so you trying to be like okay Susie um we don't hit we don't hit mommy or let's not jump off the back of the couch into I don't know something he's like you think your child is really listening to you in this full sentence it's like okay she don't want me to do this okay I'm not no he said your child is not listening to that they are not thinking about what you don't want them to do. They're only thinking about what they want to do. So tell me your thoughts on that, like, idea that children are not rational thinkers and they cannot understand, they don't, they don't comprehend that type of language or that type of conversation, dialogue when it comes to discipline. Um, I, I 100% agree with that. I think a lot of times that we think of 
toddlers that they can um absorb all this knowledge like we can like we're adults you know like um you know they're just only focused on being in the moment at that time like okay yeah you told me not to hit them this time but what about next time (laughs) you know um so I definitely agree with it it's like we we can't we can talk to them like adults but we need to also talk to them at the level that they are if that makes sense yeah um I mean so can you give me an example of like a scenario maybe with your three-year-old and a scenario where you had to where you tried to use you know positive language and positive parenting versus saying no and like what his reaction I'm sorry is your three-year-old a boy or a girl He's a boy. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. So the thirteen-year-old is a she's a girl. Yeah. Eleven-year-old boy. Boy. So. Oh, okay. Good. I want to make sure I get that right. All right. So just t- can you just share a time where you had to where you experienced something like that and what your child's response was? Okay. Well, I- I'll start off by saying this: um, me and my husband have two different parenting styles. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to say that the conversation for another time. <laughs> Please establish parenting styles before you have kids. Before you, honestly, before you get married, you gotta have time. Yes. yes, but like you said, that's a totally different conversation for a totally. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to regroup back to that. <laughs> um, so he's more of the you know fussy old school kind of parent, mm-hmm. and not I'm more of the like millennial um let's talk it out parent so my child and my husband they wrestle all the time and so when they're wrestling they're like hitting each other in the face and fighting and kicking and whatever like it's no bars held and so he's three so he can't differentiate like hey me and daddy aren't wrestling mommy told me something and I don't like it so I'm gonna hit mommy Hmm. So he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't understand that. And so when my husband fussed at him for, you know, hitting, you know, hitting me on the, on the hand or just hitting me on the hip or whatever, it didn't really bother me too much or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, no, you can't do that to mommy and da, 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 da. And I just, you know, got down on his level. I, you know, squatted down a little bit. I was like, that's not nice. You can't hit mommy like that. Mommy is being very serious. You don't hit anybody when they are telling you to do something. But then I also had to talk to my husband like, hey, he doesn't understand that it's okay to play at this time, but it's not okay to play at this time. Like it's too much. It's, there's two different extremes. It's too much. Yeah. So what was your, how did he, how did your son react to your husband versus how he reacted to you? Um, he cried with my husband mm-hmm. because of course he's raising his voice and he's hollering, doesn't really understand. And with me, he was, you know, gave me a hug. I said, you, you tell mommy that you apologize and you didn't mean to do that. And he apologized. I said, I know you don't really understand, but we don't fight all of the time. Okay? We don't, we don't hit people when we're upset. We don't do that. Hmm. So that's, he didn't be understanding of it from what I could tell. <laughs> see, that's what I feel like. And I know that, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm, we're around... I don't know about you, but I'm around my daughter a lot more than my husband is because he works more and I'm more of the, I still work, but I'm more of the, you know, caregiver. And so I feel like when my daughter, when we're with each other, we kind of give each other our like true, true selves. 
Mm-hmm. We don't really like fake the funk with each other. So how she is with me, I feel like I know her to her core. So when she, when I talk to her in moments of like where she needs some discipline, I really like looking in her eyes. I feel like okay, she she gets it. She may not know how to like change her ways, change her actions, or improve her actions, or like you know do exactly what I'm asking her to do. But I really, I honestly feel like she gets it. The problem is that. When even if she hears me and she still chooses, that's where I feel like my patience is being tested. Because I've instead of me choosing to like fuss and yell and like you know use negative language and negative body language, I'm I chose to be positive and and nurturing and caring. Yet I'm being met with attitude. Yes, but she's you know you said she's two, right? She she's well she turns two April 29th. Okay, well she's you know she's. She honestly doesn't know any better. She really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that that part I'm, I get. My cons- my issue is that how do I keep my like how do I keep my patience level? Like how do I work on that through throughout that in the midst of all of this? Uh, I would just kind of say you know like she really doesn't know like only you know what the attitude is. She doesn't know what the attitude is. She doesn't know that she's being sassy. She doesn't know that she's you know giving you lip or whatever maybe she does I you know <laughs> I, I, I say maybe some days she does because I'm telling you some looks she'll give me and it's like mm, girl that's I mean she literally and it's probably because I talk to her very like normal I talk to her like yeah. like she's my daughter but also like she's my home girl you know I want her to feel yeah. I want her to understand that black girl dialogue you know right so but sometimes I feel like she do I would say like maybe do some meditate. Do you meditate? I do. So I and we were. I was. You know what? Go ahead, segue, girl. So I was just about to talk about ways to cope during this time. Ways to cope when it comes to your patients being tested and parenting with a toddler and discipline and all that stuff. So I have been. I have been trying to learn how to meditate. I have, I do it often, off and on. I'm not consistent with it, which is probably the problem. I listen to what's her name, Sheila Marie. How you know? I love is? her. Oh my god. I love yes. Her. So I listen to her, um, her pod, her meditation mixtape. I not to cut you off, but she has a meditation mixtape for kids. Did you know Actually, that? No. Okay. Well, let me write that down. She has one for kids and she has one for teenagers. So yeah. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. I've been using my essential oils and like trying to really, really hone in on staying centered because I feel like I feel like I'm needing more and more as she gets older. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you dabble in or, or you advocate for meditations, and do you also do cr- things with crystals and things like that? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so you can go ahead and share a little bit more about what you do and your experience with those things on and how it can, you know, just help us through these times. Um, just to give a little background, I just like you mentioned earlier, um, since my kids have such a big age gap, I went through postpartum depression really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, to the point where like I didn't want to hurt myself or hurt my kids. But it was to the point where if anybody said anything to me, I would just cry. (laughs) And and then that cry turned into like, it it manifested into anger and resentment. And it didn't turn, you know, it wasn't towards just 
one person. It was, I want to say collectively, because I didn't know how to um, express how I was feeling because nobody could understand. And, you know, like as, you know, coming from Black families, like that's not something that's really discussed. Oh, girl, no. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it's not something that is really there's no resources available because nobody understands what you're going through. And I remember going to the doctor for like my um, six week checkup. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say that not to go on a tangent, but mothers need more than just one six week checkup because yes. <laughs> yes, Lord have mercy. Like your emotions are just so all over the place after you have a child. Um, and then I was kind of scared and freaked out because I did, I had never gone through this before. Like, why am I going through this with one child and I haven't been through it with the other two? And I remember like going to the doctor and telling him, I was like, I don't know why I'm crying so much and I don't know what it is. He was like, oh yes, yeah, definitely postpartum. He gave me a pill and just kept it moving. Gave you I, a pill? Yeah, he, like, he gave me medicine like to cope with it but didn't hey like go see a therapist or you know watch the baby or whatever um so I took the medicine for like maybe like two weeks and it just intensified how I felt and I was like if I don't stop taking this medicine I'm gonna end up hurting myself or hurting somebody else I'm gonna end up ruining um my engagement because you know shortly after I had my child, me and my husband, um, he proposed to me. I was yeah. like, if I don't change this, then I'm going to lose everything. And so um, I just got tired of being upset and angry. And so I just started reading a whole bunch of self-help books and I got some crystals and I loved how the crystals make me feel. I love how they felt in my hand. Um, I started doing meditation. And then also started like keeping just a journal. And that's how Black Girl Manifest started. I just started blogging to myself, mm-hmm. you know, online and just saying how I felt. And I felt like the the load was so much, so much was kept off of me. And then I started going to therapy after that as well. Yeah. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm such an advocate for, you know, manifestation and therapy and crystals or whatever, sage, if that's what you need if that's what makes you feel better use that use whatever makes you feel better yeah we definitely have a very similar um way of i mean i'm not i i like crystals and my friend actually my friend bought me one one time but i have no idea i I lost it i feel bad about that um but i i like the idea of all of that i just my problem is i just had to find i have to keep it consistent like i just feel like sometimes i by the end of the night by seven o'clock when I put my daughter to bed I'm I feel like I'm just about to pass out and you know you got to spend time with your spouse and if you have a side hustle like I do you have to you know put time into your side hustle and it's like by the time you get to the end of it, it's like where do you when do I have time to journal when do I have but if I journal I'm gonna fall asleep while I'm writing if I meditate I'm gonna fall asleep while I meditate if I do anything like that I just feel like it kind of you know it, it's never it never yeah. feels complete. So, I mean, that's really <clears throat> where I feel like I am with a lot of this and, <clears throat> excuse me, where I feel like I am with in my, like, parenting journey right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm at a point where I'm just kind of taking 
all the different waves of her personality as they come and then just you know use use my try my best to use everything in my arsenal to like make it through right i realized that i'm sorry i realized that from talking to other moms who have multiple kids or different ages or whatever it you never ever just like perfect it all you never perfect this part of this you know the part of like discipline discipline is what i'm talking about um, yeah. What were you about to say? One thing that I had to learn was, okay, like I am pouring myself into so many other things. Like I'm pouring myself into, you know, my business. I'm pouring myself into like somebody else's business and I'm pouring myself into my kids and then I'm pouring myself into my husband after, you know, I'm done with, you know, the kids, you know, putting them down to sleep. But then who is, how am I pouring into myself? So I had to make sure, like, I had to make sure that I carve out time in my day for myself, like, even if it's selfish, you know, um, or even if I have to get up earlier in the morning, like, I, Lord knows I hate to have to get up early, but <laughs> if that's the time to myself, then that's what I'm going to do. So, like, if I have to get the kids up, you know, by eight o'clock or whatever, I make sure I'm up by seven or six thirty so I can spend that time sitting there meditating or I spend that time getting something done for me. So if I feel like I haven't poured into myself for like three days, I'll just wake up early in the morning. Okay, I'm going to go to, you know, Lowe's and spend an hour at Lowe's by myself and look at plans. Even if I don't buy anything, I'm making sure that I spend that time. I have to make sure that I'm good to myself to be good to my family. Because if I'm not good to myself, then I can't do anything for them. That's so key. That's so key. Pouring into yourself because if you don't pour into yourself, you're going to be no good for your family. That is one thing that I have been, that I have learned throughout like being, like since we've had like a family with a child um, and having to be cognizant of that. And my husband's really good at like telling me, okay, you really don't need to be doing all that. Or maybe you should just relax. Or like tonight, he was like, don't worry about cooking. I know you're tired. I know you want to, I know you have some work to do. So I got it. So that is definitely um, a very important um, tidbit. So two more questions in regards to patience and parenting and discipline and everything. Um, Do you believe in timeouts? Uh, I, I believe in timeouts. I just don't think they're effective for me. I'm a softie. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm such a softie. <laughs> I'm so soft. Like when it comes to my kids, I'm like, I, they will probably tell you something different, but I'm so soft. Like, no, you can't. No, you can have that. You, I'm not going to give that to you. And then two minutes later, he'll turn around. But okay, yes, you can have just a little piece. Yeah. Of <laughs> that was me yesterday with my daughter. She was like drinking her. She was I mean, trying to teach her how to drink out of a cup, an open cup. And Jesus help me. Um, and she wanted, she, she, she drank some of her drink and I've been trying not to give her too many liquids while she's eating her dinner or her meals. Mm. So I put the cup down and she is hollering and hollering. I'm just like, I'm trying to hold out and I'm trying to hold out. And then like after three minutes, I'm like, okay, here's, here you go. Here's the cup. Like, <laughs> like it's, and, I, and I guess for me, it doesn't register as like a big deal because it's just a cup of water. It's like whatever. But then I'm thinking if I'll do it for a cup of water, what else would I do it for? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And my last question is, do you believe in spankings? 
I used to because mm-hmm. that is what was passed down to me. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was physically abusive to my mother and to me as well. Mm-hmm. And sorry to hear that. Thank you. Um, so that's all that I knew with parenting is like you get mad, you yell, and then you discipline you know physically discipline them and then one day something just clicked just like so i am whooping my kids and then 10 minutes later they're going back around and doing the same thing i told them not to do this whooping is not effective like i can tell them you know it's other ways to discipline your kids um you can talk to your kids you can take you know time away you can take video games away you can do all that you if I tell my kids I'm disappointed in them, that breaks their heart. Aww. That's way more severe than, you know, whooping them or whatever. I just, I just, I can't. Now, as I've grown and gotten more spiritual, that's just not something that aligns with my spirit. I can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. Like, and I'm an educator and working with other kids and having to discipline kids without spankings has been an ultimate practice. And it's allowed me to realize that it's possible to discipline children without spanking them. Yes. It just, just from working in schools alone. It's just, you're, you're more superior than the child anyway. You're an adult and then you're. <laughs> so you don't have to prove that, you know, you don't have to prove anything. To them. It's just, it is, you know, it's, it's fact. Um, yeah. T- spankings for me definitely definitely coming from a, a family that believed in them you believed in going to get your switch off the tree mm-hmm. and sometimes getting to and twisting them up like it definitely definitely believe in they believe in a lot of that stuff so I, I i i agree i don't find it productive i don't find it i don't find it loving right. like i don't understand people say i i whoop you because i love you it's like how how yeah that's just like you know going to tell you know an abuser mm-hmm. is telling their spouse like I, well, I'm hitting you because I love you. Well, no, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. But then, you know, we go tell kids that, you know, if anybody at that school hits you or puts their hands on you, you hit them back. But then mm-hmm. when you come home and then you're hitting on your child and then they're defenseless and they're not supposed to do anything, make that yeah. make sense. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of my um, uh, spanking. The topic of spankings really and just positive parenting really is such a big deal for me because I did not always grow up in an environment that was positive and not so much as for my mom, but any adult that was around that was raising me. So it's yeah. been very important that I raise my child in a loving and I, I mean, sometimes overly loving environment because it is so easy to slip into one an environment or a space that's not loving, that's not caring. And, um, because parenting can be frustrating. Yes. And it, it can be overwhelming. And especially if you, if you're in an environment, you know, like most moms, they don't, they don't always get a break. So when you have this, when you haven't had a break and you work and you have this kid who's like being a kid, it's right. like, you could, you could easily snap. So it's eat, you have to keep yourself focused and be on the mind of like, okay, what's going to be positive for my child? How is this going to positively, you know, develop our relationship in the long run? Um, right. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. That, I mean, we could talk about patience and parenting and discipline forever, but um, that was really fun. So let's go ahead and end out this episode with our lightning round. I'm going to ask you five 
questions and just tell me your first answer that comes to the top of your head and then um we'll end it there you ready okay i'm ready all right your favorite go-to dinner when time is limited spaghetti spaghetti describe your parenting style in one word oh lax lax vacation destination oh i want to go to maldives Oh, <laughs> favorite solo mommy activity. Oh, this Barbie Tuesday got two of them. Okay, <laughs> um, going to the nail shop. Okay, okay. I do not I miss the nail shop so much. <laughs> <laughs> and last one. What is your your piece of mommy advice? My piece of mommy advice is. Don't let other people's, um, don't let other mothers project their motherhood on you. You do what works for you and your children or you and your child. If there's no booklet, there's no, <laughs> nobody has any uh, concrete advice on how children should be raised. All children are different. You just literally have to go with the flow and then work on breaking generational curses. Yes. Yes. For you and your child. Like your child will thank you in the long run. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. It was a pleasure. Tell us where we can find you on social. You can find me at Black Girl Manifest on Instagram. Um, it's how it's spelled, Black Girl Manifest. And then you can also find me on www.blackgirlmanifest.com. And that is the blog. Awesome. All right, guys, you know where to find me on all the platforms, um, Millennium Motherhood Podcast. We will, I will have all the links for everything down below for my stuff and Brittany's things. And until next time, I will catch you guys in the next one. Peace. Yeah.